The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel hello so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. And then the 6.30 
Senton crushing Omega through the table. Incredible. It was amazing. It was amazing. But Vikingo, you can see, not without its cost to him. Throwing your body like that at an opponent. I mean, it hurts Omega worse, but Vikingo still feeling effects from it. There's, there's no question both men are going to feel that. No question. Look at Kenny pulling himself back. Got to be careful of a count on here, but I, I don't know what kind of physical condition Omega's going to be in to even try to finish this match. Omega, see the pain on his face, Excalibur. And we have to think back to that surgically repaired hernia that Omega had during his nearly year-long layoff from the ring. And both men beating the count, but just barely. Vikingo immediately covers. And what? Get Omega! A very late kick out. Spot. Good idea by Vikingo to try and grab the win after that. Not able to, but spot cover. But he looked like he was a little bit of celebration that time with that right hand up in the air. Maybe not. Hodel Vikingo, Kenny Omega, this international dream match, living up to, if not exceeding expectations. Vikingo and Omega understandably slow to rise, Tony. And just on their knees, fighting for all their work. Kenny just kind of holding that one, that left hand down. I, but I, I don't know if he's holding his midsection or what here. He's, he's hurt though. Tans, I mean, look underneath the elbow pad of Omega. Yeah, no, that's what I was looking at. You could see he's wrapped up. But, man, I'll tell you what, I was wrong before about exchanging strikes if you're the king. Oh, maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe great, I was right. Great timing by Omega. Great timing. The king go. What a near fall. Holy cow. Now, the escapes in this match by both men have been unbelievable. And you saw the look on Omega's face. He knows that he barely escaped that one, Tony. Here it is again. Look at Vikingo going up and over, countering Omega, planting him high on the shoulders and neck. And the neck of Omega has been Vikingo's target. Now, Oh, he sent oh. him, but he missed. He missed. Did you see how he bounced? Yeah, bad crash and burn deal. There's another crash. Omega, the knee came through unabated. And now, he's got him up. Got him up. Whoa, winged angel. That's it. One, two, three. Spectacular right there, Excalibur. Spectacular outing by both men. Wow. And there you see Kenny Omega showing respect. The pat on the chest. Showing respect to Elio Del Vikingo. Who, if you didn't know who he was before tonight. Oh, you know now. Boy, do you ever. Kenny Omega, though, an incredible victory tonight in our main event of Dynamite. And our colleague, Tony Schiavone, is headed down to the ring with the microphone in hand. What an incredible matchup. Both men and Kenny Omega, take a deep breath. You are back in singles competition. My man, that was a match for the ages. Thank you, Tony. You know, the more time goes by, 
the more I wonder if I'm able to do this kind of stuff. But for you fans... What the hell? Oh, what? What? Oh, Blackpool Combat Club! Oh, wow! Look at them just attacking Omega now! I mean, we have to believe that they took out the Young Bucks. They're the ones responsible for hospitalizing Matt and Nick Jackson. And now looking to do the same to Kenny Omega. They on Grayson earlier after the match that Mox had him. And now you said Kenny Omega after this amazing matchup. Just getting worn out by these three members. The Blackpool Combat Club just, just running roughshod all over AEW. Look at this, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley. I mean, this is kicking a man while he is down in the truest sense of the word after that incredible match with Vikingo. Now this three-on-one assault on Kenny Omega. All the physicality that that match with Vikingo was, Omega to the point you make it nowhere near 100. Oh, what, what the hell is
the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about uh, AEW Dynamite. Yes, it's time for the PWC's Wednesday night skirmish. I'm your host, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. And I'm here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, He's good as gold. He's right as rain. He's a good friend to you and to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the fuck are you, mate? Very nice. Very nice. That was very good. I like that intro, actually, Chris. That, that impressed me. I am actually not bad. I'm cool. I'm just a little shitty that my camera is playing up on me. But then again, I don't exist. So you can't see me, literally, because I'm an AI. I'm in the computer right now, Chris. That's right. You're, uh... For those of you who have the new 2K game, you're Super Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, hey, is that true? Like, John Cena, like, Super Cena is just, you can't see him, it's just his jorts. 
It's just it's just his jorts and his <laughs> and his armbands and yep, just That's funny, man. I'm looking forward to playing it, I'm not gonna lie. Hopefully by the time we do this show, the game is downloaded. So I'm actually looking forward to playing WB two K twenty three. Right on, man, right on. Yeah, I've been liking it. Um, like I said, it's uh well let's see, what can I what can I give as a review for the game? It's a, it's an incremental improvement from 2K22. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit better than 2K22, but not a lot. Like the the showcase is a little different because it's you're you're being taken through the career of John Cena, but it's all of his major losses. So you're playing against John Cena, which I mean, hey, beating up John Cena is great. Um, but also, uh, let's see, My Rise is a little bit uh, easier to navigate. It's a little quicker. And uh, creation is just as good as always. Um, lots of fun making different things. I've, I've made my, uh, my, my two little girls versions of themselves that they can wrestle against yeah. each other. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a thumbs up. If you're a wrestling fan, you should probably pick up the game. Awesome, man, because um, I'm looking forward to look from the reviews that I've checked out, apparently it's 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 better graphically, even though I can't tell the difference than 22. And obviously the fact that they've implemented war games and a couple of other things, and also the My Rise uh, thing about it, uh, the My Rise mode, apparently is much better, and My GM mode is back, so which is good. So yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it, man. I've never really liked my GM mode, but my rise is definitely a little bit better than it was last year. And um, yeah, just a general improvement on on everything. Like I said, things move a little bit quicker. It's not, you know, it's still one of those situations where just about every time you move from one screen to another screen, you have to wait. But it's like you're waiting three seconds instead of 14 seconds, you know, every time you're moving around. So it's a little better. You won't be able to think. Great, the internet's fucked up. Is your internet fucking up, Jimmy? Yo, you disappeared there for a moment. Oh my, um, I didn't from my end. Oh, well, whoever, I don't know what happened there, but anyway, <laughs> that was weird. I could hear you talking to D. Uh, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's strange. I couldn't hear you. Very strange. Well, oh. everything continued to roll right along from my end anyway. I saw live, and uh, it kept going. It kept counting down, so I'm guessing that it worked. Hopefully, if there's anybody out there in the chat right now, let us know. Did I did I glitch out? Um, anyway, let's talk about the news. Um, let's see. What's in the news for WWE? Oh, what the fuck's going on with Bray Wyatt, Jimmy? Well, like I said, um, it's funny because I think I was the first one to say this shit. But um, I think he's taken his ball and gone home at the moment, Chris. And you know what? I dare say, and this is going to be a bold prediction of mine. um, if If he doesn't get his shit together by this week, and even if he does say, right? And say the match still goes ahead between uh, Bray Wyatt and Lashley at WrestleMania, I actually think he's going to get released. Oh. Because seriously, if Vince McMahon was still in control, I guarantee you he would have been like, ah, you're fired already. Maybe, um, but he was sort of advertised as a 
you know, to, to wrestle for Mania. So I wouldn't be shocked if I wouldn't be shocked if he does come back and then gets released anyway, you know, a la Warrior. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see what happens. I'm not sure what's going on with Bray Wyatt. The official story, though, is like I know we're hearing other things online, but the official story is he's injured again, right? Uh, apparently, and you could probably see me right now, Kenny Chris. I can see you, Jimmy. Like, kind of. <laughs> Hold on. But yeah, continue on, continue on. Before right. I fix this shit up. Alright, you fix your visuals there, Jimmy, and uh, oh, I'll well. continue talking about Bray Wyatt. I, I think that this is a guy who, I honestly kind of think Bray Wyatt shouldn't even be a wrestler. He should just be writing. Like, you could just hire him as your booker, and I think he would give you a lot of cool, creative things to do uh, with different characters. Because it seems like with him himself, he gets a little bit too upset about stuff when things don't go his way. Um, right. And then, you know, this this isn't the first time <laughs> in the chat, homeboy says, leave the video off. Um, Eat a dick, homeboy, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now say that in Greek. Do you want me to say that in Greek? I do. All right. Fai buta. All right, homeboy. Eat a dick. <laughs> Fai buta. Uh, I love this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you th- What do you think, Jimmy? Like, is Bray like is Bray Wyatt done? Is that is that is that the end of Bray Wyatt? If if this is a thing where he just went home because he doesn't want to play ball. Yeah, I, I do think that, man. I mean, I, I just think he's, you know, what's the term? You know how they say he's overly creative? Yeah. Like, that's that's the excuse they like to use. Well, I think he's not feeling the, the booking of himself. Now, I know he's got a lot of creative freedom, right? Because you can't fucking... I don't think WB is smart enough to think that deep with him, but I think they go too deep for... Uh, well, sorry, I meant, I think Bray Wyatt and his fucking creative shit is too deep for professional wrestling, man. I don't think the fans need to, like, be told such deep fucking stories that not even he knows how to really put himself. I mean, look at Uncle Howdy, dude. What a fucking waste of time that shit is, honestly. He's already been buried. Let's be honest, Chris, right? I mean, I mean like, it's... <sighs> Every time I see something with Bray Wyatt, I get the impression that there's like, there's 60% brilliance and 40% what the fucking fuck are you talking about? Um, you know, there's there's something there that's really, really brilliant bubbling under the surface, but that surface can sometimes be so thick that you're like, I don't even want to fuck it. I don't even care anymore. And that's, for me personally, right. that's, how, that's how this whole Uncle Howdy thing went is like, okay, I'm intrigued. Who's Uncle Howdy? What are they going to do with it, etc.? And now it's just been so long. It's just going on and on and on. I mean, to me, Uncle Howdy is feeling is feeling a lot like Christian versus Jungle Boy. Just fucking end it already. I, I don't even... I'm not even interested in what happens. Just finish it so we can move on to something else. Like, And I know that that might sound a little bit... I don't know... Uh, like I'm OCDing about it or that I don't have the attention span that I need for it. But it hasn't been interesting enough to keep me interested. And at this point, it's just a its a mystery box for the sake of a mystery box. I agree, man. And I mean, honestly, 
me and the vet when we were doing the next level podcast last week right he he was blatantly telling me like fuck Ray White he sucks he's, he's there's nothing about him right and I'm sitting there saying no but I like Bray White and blah 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 and he's like Jimmy let me ask you a question right okay go for it he goes who the fuck is Bray White who is he tell me explain to me who he is right yep and I thought about it right I'm like you know what he's got a fucking good point so like I'm thinking okay like you know he's his fucking you know the white six and whatever right he goes yeah but what is that I'm like, you know what? A good fucking question. I can't really answer that question. And that's the truth. Like, what, Chris, like, what is he? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've been saying for a while now that the best thing for Bray Wyatt to do, like, the best, like, honestly, the best character was the creepy swamp guy. Like, the the creepy swamp that was cool. was the best part. Right. That, that's the best thing that Bray Wyatt's done. And I honestly think that if they could... If they could hire or find or figure out who could be like a, an acceptable sister Abigail, um, right. it could go back to that. You could you could run vignettes for the next several weeks where it's just uh, you could you could show just like low lit videos of like somebody walking through a swamp and have this woman's voice like just just subtly like through the breeze like Bray come back <laughs> you know like you, you could do just like simple little things like that or you could you and then like another week you could have you could have the same thing where it seems like somebody's walking through the walking through the uh you know the bayou and you could hear you know uh rowan where are you <laughs> and like you could bring all of this back you could you could honestly do a full circle with this and I honestly think that it would be more interesting than pretty much anything that they've done with Bray Wyatt for years now. Yeah, look, man, I think he should have never left the Swamp version of fucking Bray Wyatt. I mean, I think that is his best version of his character. That is the most intriguing. You know what, man? Come to think about it, he's he's gone through all these different you know, incarnations of Bray Wyatt, I think, too fast. I don't yeah. think he let... I know the, the Swamp version, the Jim Jones version of him, if you want to call him that, you know, the cult fucking Bray, got buried per se. But I didn't think he was that damaged. And then The Fiend, let's be real, bro. The Fiend is a fucking clown. I mean, uh, seriously. Yeah. I mean, come on. As, as much as that fucking uh, mask is cool and shit, the more I look at it, the more I fucking think... He just looks like a fucking idiot. I never liked it. I, I like, I was, it was one of those things where the fiend was like, it was interesting because it was, okay, what, what are they doing with Bray Wyatt? Like, what is this? Cause there right. is a little bit of mystery there, but then they just, they kind of went off the rails with like, well, now he's doing the kid show and now he's, yeah, now he's back and he's not doing the kids show, but he's kind of doing the kids show. And there's Uncle Howdy. And that too. That, like... that, that's fucking ridiculous. The Firefly Funhouse right now is unnecessary, in my opinion. Well, yeah, like I kind of feel like. Okay, so we've got a we've got a Facebook user. I'm thinking is probably Jeff. Um, it is Jeff. Hi, Jeff, uh, and homeboy. Uh, anyway, Jeff says, you know, the answer to the question of who is Bray Wyatt. He's a psychotic multiple personality disorder sufferer trying to suppress his psychotic need to commit violence. 
why would he be trying to suppress his need to commit violence if he's a professional wrestler? That's the strength. It's true. It's 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 true, dude. Like it's it's too deep for professional wrestling, Chris. Honestly, it is too deep for professional wrestling. You're actually right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 we don't need to go like unless. How many years has it been? Has it taken to tell this fucking story, bro? He's been around for quite a while, right? Yeah. Close to ten years now. Like, think about it. I mean, and just are about. Are we any closer? Are we any closer to actually understanding like? the original kind of question of Bray Wyatt, which is, who the fuck is Sister Abigail? You know, I know who we got like- Who the fuck is Sister Abigail? We got that Bray Wyatt is actually Sister Abigail, but- So he's a cha- so he's a- so wait, he's a hermaphrodite? Is that what, what he's supposed to be? Again, it's it's very confusing about what exactly this thing is supposed to be, what's it meant to be, and what's like, Where's the character development? There's a lot of character change, but there's not a lot of character development. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> murder is more than winning. Murder what, though, Jeff? What murder? It's professional wrestling, like we said. You don't murder anyone. Yeah, and you don't... You the, the, Like... You don't promise you're gonna murder somebody if you can't murder them. That's the thing with professional wrestling. It's like you wanna un you wanna over deliver after you right. you know after you say what what's gonna happen. You wanna over deliver that. I'm gonna kick your ass, and then you go out there and you you know you perform a pile driver on the cement. That's a that's a good thing. If you're if you're literally talking about we're gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna end your life, and blah blah blah, and then the guy's back two weeks later. Well, you didn't do that, did you? So then the next time you say, "I'm gonna end your life," and blah blah blah, you're going, "No, you're not. This is stupid. It's just dumb. It's empty threat. It's it empty, is an threat, empty threat, right?" It, and that's that becomes very distant. That becomes very uninteresting. Like as an audience member, you're going, "I don't." Whatever he says is like, "Who gives a shit?" Exactly. Who gives a shit? Not just that. He's full of shit. First of all, one. Two. His theme song sucks. I mean, I can't believe they're not using the White Rabbit song, dude. Like that's yeah. the song that they the, needed the to original, use. The original. The right. original. And they were using that during house shows and at Raws and stuff like that off the air. They'll play that randomly, and then instead we get this weird generic, shitty song, dude. Like, and now apparently. Um, there's even talk of him and LA Knight going at it again instead of Lashley and himself right and I said this from the start Chris and Jeff can vouch I said from day one when that Lashley and Wyatt match got announced I said this is a bad matchup for both of them yeah it's a because bad whoever, it's a bad match and it made no sense it was just randomly put right and this is exactly the issue this is exactly I mean look at him dude he's depressed Mentally, he's not fucking. Look, man, we all, we all, we all have our moments, man. I'm not saying it's it's bad or you know and whatnot about being depressed. Shit, we've all gone through it. But man, when it comes to this line of work, if your head ain't fucking you know screwed on right, you can't fucking do it. You just can't, man. Yeah, you know well, I mean? it's hard to be creative if you're like if you're feeling completely depressed, you know. 
Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm not, not sure if maybe maybe Bray just needs some medication. Like in real life, <laughs> he just needs some medication. That's not, I'm not saying that as a as a rib or to be mean. Some people need medication. But what type of medication are we talking about, though, Chris? <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like maybe he needs some antidepressants. Like, it might be worth looking into. Yeah, just well, saying. whatever. I mean, look, man, the guy's a fucking millionaire, right? He's married to JoJo for crying out loud. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck is there to be depressed about? I. That's not how. That's really not how depression works. There are lots. I of know. People who can I have know everything that. in the world and still be depressed. Well, I'm sorry. Then you're fucking. I'm gonna say it straight out. And if this gets me hit, I don't care. Then you're an ungrateful prick. I mean, honestly, dude. I mean. He's got a great family. His parents aren't divorced. There's no reason to be... Look, I don't know him personally, right? But honestly, dude, like, what can possibly... He's got a a beautiful wife. He's got beautiful kids. He's got money. What the fuck? He looks like he's eating well. I mean, maybe too well. He's clearly eating well. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's not like he's in the gutters. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to it's hard to really know what's going on. But hopefully, he shows up for Mania, and uh, if he doesn't, then we'll kind of have have some idea about what's next with him, which might be, you know, what is Way Bryant doing in the Impact Zone? Um, <laughs> oh boy, that kidding. would be bad. Just kidding. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. We'll get we'll 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 get off of Bray Wyatt's back now, and we'll move on to the show. But, uh, but first, the quote of the week uh, comes to us from the iconic uh, King Leonidas, uh, who, ah. when he was informed by the Persian emissary that the Persian army had enough archers to, quote, blot out the sun, Leonidas' response, so much the better. We'll fight in the shade. <laughs> Except we didn't laugh like that. That's the only thing. But uh, that's awesome. Beautiful. Very yeah. well put, Chris. I like it. Absolutely. Obviously. Look up badass Spartan quotes because there's a few of them where it's like, oof. There's yeah. only one Spartan quote that matters, bro, and that's Molon Lave, if you know what that means. What's it mean? Come and get it. Come and get them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come and come take and get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, come take it. Like, come and get it. Like, you want it? Come get it. I mean, so yeah. Molon Lave, bro. That's the number one Spartan quote. It's a good one. It's a good one. I also like that when, uh, when Philip. Uh, when Philip, who was the uh, father of Alexander, uh, yes. basically Philip. was was running through Greece and trying to get everybody sort of united and everything, he said, um, "You know, if I bring my army to uh, to Sparta, you know, we'll we'll kill all the men and we'll do this and that and the other thing. So you better get in line." And Sparta sent him back the the answer that was one word. <laughs> If, <laughs> if right. Well, to be fair, uh, you know, Alexander absolutely conquered though. So Alexander, you know what I mean? great. Yeah, but I mean, badass quotes are badass quotes, man. That's fucking <laughs> hardcore. If, yeah, no, it's brilliant, bro. I mean, Sp- Spartans—they weren't the smartest when it came to like politics, but when it came to fucking fighting, dude. I mean, there was no one else like him. You know what I mean? They were they were a pretty singular group for sure. Um, all right, well, I got to tell you, Jimmy, as far yeah. as dynamite goes, um, this might have been my favorite opening to a wrestling show ever, uh, like of all time. This might be my really? favorite 
opening to a wrestling show because we, we come on the air there's no like there's nothing going on in the ring there's no introduction from the from anybody it's just they come on and immediately we're shown backstage that the young bucks are getting thrown into ambulances and taken away oh, yeah. and I, I was like wait the whole show is starting this way the young bucks are getting taken away from the show oh my god this is the greatest fucking end like this is the greatest opening ever they should just do this this should be their cold open every fucking week should just be oh the young bucks have been taken away in ambulances and i, I like it'll definitely bring up the like i don't know if it'll definitely bring up the numbers but like i'll be way happier watching this show if every single week the young bucks are being taken the fuck away i agree with you but i do have a problem with it all right and and i'm sure you 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 you'll understand why first of all it made no sense for this to happen right especially with who apparently were the ones that did it yeah and to be fair i've seen this all before chris we've gone full circle with the same shit when it comes to hangman the bcc and the elite right now dude yeah does well, this not feel like two years ago again yes it does and so much so that it's sort of funny watching it because you're like you actually know what's coming next like you know who's right. doing what and what's going to happen and etc etc it's like none of this is none of this is particularly surprising or anything and um you can't just say oh see long-term storytelling no 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 you told your story then you <laughs> told another story and now you're back to telling a, th that first story again you're you're not that's not that's not long-term storytelling that's just no, it's not. cyclical that's just you know <laughs> yeah. we're done oh now we're done the the part where hangman does the other thing and now he's going to come back and be with his friends again like yes yeah, it's it's, it's fucking... a circle and and it feels like they're trying to almost do I don't want to say bloodline or Sami Zayn and fucking Kevin Owens kind of storyline, right? But again, this was done two fucking years ago. And guess where it went? Nowhere. Went nowhere. Yeah. I mean, right. So they now they've been trying had, it all over again. You know, they had a really good match in Minneapolis, but. Are you talking about back then or, yeah. or now? Yeah, no, well, they did. Then. As a matter of fact, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny were a great tag team. And all the bullshit that was happening with the Elite and the Bucks with Kenny and Hangman was good at the time, right? But again, why are we going full circle with the same shit? Like, I don't understand. This could have been done two years ago. Why now? It's like, look, I'll give TK one thing, right? They don't want to give up on Hangman. They really want to try to get him over, right? Yeah. And you know what? To an extent... It kind of worked because everybody was chanting cowboy shit again. Honestly, when was the last time you heard cowboy shit get chanted? It's been a while. It has been a while. But I, like one thing that I think that they're actually really getting fooled by is it seems to me like Tony Khan believes that live crowd reaction equals overall Ratings? crowd response. Oh, no, and no, no. It no. doesn't. Like it no. really doesn't. That's that's one thing that I that I honestly feel like I feel like it's a problem with the whole company because as a company, the guys who started it have been sort of used to doing things in a, well, the building's freaking out, therefore we're going to be popular kind of way. 
And right. that's not necessarily how pro wrestling works. Like not anymore anyway. Like in the days of the territories, you could probably judge how successful you were going to be based on the crowd reaction. But you actually have to figure out what's popular with the overall wrestling crowd now. And I think that's a lot harder than just, are they screaming, this is awesome. It's true, bro. 100%. I agree with you. All right. Well, anyway, the show proper uh, finally gets started with uh, Orange Cassidy coming to the ring because TK thinks that that week where they got a slight bump was because everyone in the world loves Canadian tuxedos. But, spoiler, they don't. Um, Jimmy has disappeared. Nope, Jimmy's back. All right. Sorry. Um. Anyway, yeah, Darby and Sting come out, followed by the Butcher, the Baker, and the Candlestick Maker. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's uh, autocorrect. The Butcher, the Blade, and Beavis. Uh, nope, sorry. Um, uh, what's this guy's name? Kip Sabian, uh, really? who my oldest daughter said that was her favorite now, so God fucking really? help me. God fucking help me. Um, Cassidy starts out playing pocket pool with himself again. <laughs> Oh, shit. So good for him. Um, Sting does the rolling away thing that Cassidy likes to do, which... That was kind of funny. I'll give him that. I mean, Sting doing Orange Cassidy routines? I know, it's dumb. It's stupid. But uh, it was kind of funny when he was, you know, banging his chest. Okay. It's dumb, though. Absolutely dumb. You you found it funny, anyways. It was um, kind of funny, but not not that I liked it. But still, okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, Sting, yeah. So Sting does Orange Cassidy stuff. I didn't like it. Uh, Darby beating up both Butcher and Blade with strikes is fucking nonsense. Um, <laughs> never mind the Butcher, but Blade is about twice the size of Darby Allen, so. Darby Allen beating up both of those guys by just repeatedly hitting them with back fists to the face. Um, No, no, in no universe should that work. Um, I've said it a bunch of times that like, I think that Darby Allen probably gets too harsh a criticism from some people because he generally does a pretty good job of selling his ass off. But there are some situations where, okay, that's just fucking rotten and wrong. And a guy who weighs 140 pounds, um, beating the guy who's a you know who's closer to 300 pounds with with his fists is just not realistic at all. So no, it's not. You know, fix that. Um. Anyway, Sting wins with the death drop. And all I can say is, thank God this is over. I'm getting kind of tired of the shitty six-mans. I know that it's kind of a, a trope in professional wrestling for a reason, but I don't know. I just, I wish they would, I wish they would do more to highlight singles matches in general. I agree. I, I agree 100%, but uh, well, for whatever reason, they love their fucking trios and tag matches, man they sure do I mean, anyway think about it think about it you bring up an interesting point how many singles matches do we really get like every week like maybe one or two like it depends if on what you lucky. consider yeah like we'll get one we'll get like maybe three on a night but two of them will be either a squash match or just 
matches no one gives a shit about. Like, you know, tonight we had, well, we'll get into it, but Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Who fucking cares? Again. Like, how many times are we getting Sky Blue and these bitches going at it? I don't know. Um, I really wish. I really wish we could get like 15 minutes of Sky Blue and someone going at it instead of. Going at it? That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Going at it, eh? Well, she is with Dante fucking uh, Martin. Well. Did I say Dante? Yeah. That is his name, right? That's one of them. Right, and Darius and Darius, whatever the fuck. Yep. Yeah, it's Dante. It's Dante that she's going out with. All right, well, good luck with that. Um, There's some audio issues uh, for a backstage clip of the four pillars. I'm not sure if it was just my feed or not, but um, the the, the audio kind of cut out and then came back halfway through the backstage clip with the four pillars. None of these guys are stars, and even edited video packages can't make them look like it, and that's pretty sad. Um, So... Oh, is this what we're getting for MJF moving forward? Is that what's going to be like who he's going to defend the bout against all these three idiots? I mean, it kind of looks like they're setting up for a fatal four way, but like, I I don't think that that's necessary. Like, I don't I mind multiple man matches. Um, I'm not like I'm not like some of the people who are like real purists about wrestling that every major match should be a singles match you know, or a tag match or whatever. But like, if you're going to have multiple, you know, a multiple man match like that, there needs to be like an actual reason for it. You need to convince me that all three of the other guys deserve a chance at the title. And right now I just don't buy it. Like none of them are particularly hot or great. And the only one that I can even think of having won his last real feud is jungle boy because i couldn't care less about jungle boy and i don't want that to happen because when was the last time sammy won anything important uh good question <laughs> i can't remember honestly no. i i really can't and, i think the tnt championship was the last thing you won and darby's important. and darby's last feud was against samoa joe and he lost that so yeah. i don't know I, I have no clue unless they're, they're doing this because I think we've got like at least two months between now and the next pay-per-view, which is double or, double or nothing. So unless they're building up towards a Battle of the Belts uh, match, which would be fine and I'll be down with because they've never had a world title match on Battle for the Belts, yeah, which is ridiculous. So if they're building to something like that, cool. If they're building for a Dynamite, cool. But if it's building to a pay-per-view, I'm not sure people would give a fuck like TK thinks people would give a fuck. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But me personally, I couldn't care less. about. That's not a main event for me. No, me either. It's definitely not. Like I said, I don't think any of these guys are real stars. Like... Don't get me wrong. Like, they're all, they're all useful in their own ways. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah. Well... I would probably release Jungle Boy. He's just too small for me. But, like, everybody else in that match is useful in one way or the other. Like, Sammy Guevara, he's not good in terms of character. But he's a really really fun athlete. You can have him on your roster. 
Darby Allen is an interesting character. He's the um, only one for me, like that you can possibly build to. That's it. Yeah, but even then, you'd have to do that. You would need a lot to go right for me to really believe Darby Allen as a world title challenger. Because, first of all, he has to win. But, second of all, he has to win in situations that make sense for him to win. It can't right. just be he has a match against a Brian Cage and kicks out at one of everything. That's like, That doesn't work. It's not logical. It's completely inconsistent with what reality is. So, sure. I, can't, I, I can't buy that. So I don't want it, right? Um, and then MJF, of course, who is who actually is kind of a star. Like he actually is really good at professional wrestling. So, yeah, no, I don't I know. I'd, I'd no. prefer it was. I would much prefer CM Punk comes back and they they continue on with their shit between Punk and and MJF. But I know actually, that's not happening. I'm glad you brought up Punk because, ironically, I uh, I don't know why, but um, after I watched Dynamite, um, I went down the Punk fucking rabbit hole. Like, uh, remember his Money in the Bank match with Cena back in 2011? I think it was. I do. And uh, do you remember like the pop he got in Chicago when he came out like during that match? I mean, it was massive. And then I went back to the very first Rampage and his entrance there at the United Center in Chicago. And to think, when he came out and it was full house, think about this, bro. It was Rampage and it was the United Center sold out, right? Over 20,000 plus for Rampage and for Punk's return. Yep. And to think, when he came back during that time, the hope that was AEW at that moment, I was like, wow. And then to look at it now, like how far they've fallen compared to that time, they really do need Punk back, dude. Like, I yep. mean... They seriously, desperately need CM Punk to make a return because it, it just felt like they've lost all this momentum and he was, I hate to say it, I guess he was their draw, dude. He was the reason people were tuning back in again and now no one gives a shit. I mean, do we even know the ratings? Do you know the ratings at all yet, Chris? Oh, uh, I think Jeff had... Jeff had uh, posted it on Twitter. I think he had said eight seventy something. So it went up from the week before a little bit, or maybe down even eight forty something. Maybe just give me a second. No, no, no problem. I'm just curious because um, if if it's gone down, I mean shit, and I mean you know they'll they'll booking a dream match between Kenny and fucking El Hio fucking uh, Vikingo, right? It fucking rhymes for crying out loud. Chris, uh-huh. you know what I mean. His head is bigger than his fucking body, just quietly. But I uh, just want to uh, point no, out. No, it's actually much worse than that. Eight twenty. What was it? Shit, I was close. I was predicting seven eighty something. I was saying so. I wasn't that Shh. far off. That's bad, dude. Yep. That is fucking disgraceful, right? <clears throat> and just quietly, these two have faced off against each other. It's not the fucking first time. They faced off. They faced off in AAA for the mega fucking championship that the Viking has. Right. So yeah, I mean, we're getting dream matches that are like it's the second AP. time we've seen them, and etc. Um, and I, again, I think this comes back to just TK doesn't know what he's doing in terms of booking because he thinks saying, "Oh, it's a, there's a there's a really good match. The match is going to be really good, guys." Come watch the match. People want to see drama. They want to see um, 
problems between two people. They want to see angles. They want to see, you know, they, they want the drama of professional wrestling right. to then lead to a really great match. Um, for instance, like, for instance, no like leads. here's a good example. So when Brian Danielson first came to AEW and he had that really good match um, where they went to a draw or whatever against uh, Adam Page. Kenny. No, against oh, Adam Page. Oh, okay, right, right, um, right. That was a that was a great match, and it was like wow, like th- these guys really like Adam, like that was awesome, right? Wait, 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 and then wait. they had Wasn't a rematch first match against Kenny. Yeah, when... yes, but I'm talking right, about right. The, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about when he when he faced off against Adam Page. He had right. the first one against Page. It was a draw, and it was great. It was really really good, and I think that that match was probably better than their second match, but the second match got a much bigger draw. Because they built something. They built to it. It was, well, you've already seen them wrestle once. Now let's see who can actually get the upper hand, right? right. So you build, and that's how you create. You, you have to create tension. You have to create drama in order to create interest. It can't just be, come watch this cool thing right. that's going to be cool. No, it's 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, you can have banger after banger after banger i'm sorry i had to right once i say banger i have to put the scottish accent on but alas the point is... that these evil days should be mine <laughs> okay, go ahead, uh, but um no but re- for real right you can have banger after banger all you fucking want okay and that's cool but like you said what what draws is a fucking build what draws is some sort of fucking story arc leading to the match right that's what draws a rating yeah not just okay let's just put on a fucking match random match and be like it's a dream fucking match to who to you tk yeah to you you you, you're licking your fucking lips so much like oh my god right like yeah, we'll put this on. It's guaranteed to to get over a million fucking, you know, in the ratings. Cox on toast, TK. All right, like, learn how to build to a match, please. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, listen, like, get it. Like, how many times have I told you that I think the best match of all time, the best wrestling match of all time, is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania? Right, 15. absolutely. But they had a brilliant build. A brilliant. Build. The build was so much a part of what made that match great because they were able to, they built something, they had a match, they paid off the story in the match, and they created a situation moving forward where you were like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Also, at the end, right? The end of it was, oh my God, man. Like, so we're, we're, we're coming away from this match and. First of all, Stone Cold, wow. Like, even if he's still an asshole moving forward, he really, like, impressed me with how he didn't tap out to the sharpshooter and he passed out in a pool of his own blood. Wow. You create this huge upswell of support for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And at the same time, in the same match, you take Bret Hart from being this beloved babyface to, man, Bret's gone too far. Like, he's got to stop. He's got to... He's got, you know, Bret Hart's a bad guy now. Like, we don't like Bret anymore. They were Mm. able to do so much with that fucking match. Like, 
I don't care. Homeboy88 in the chat. Yeah, says I know. Not the Thank you. Fuck you, homeboy. Um, First of all, homeboy, let me just say one thing, right? That is truly the best fucking WrestleMania match. And you know what? Watch it again now, and it still fucking lives up to the hype, man. I watched that recently. 26 I, years old today. And it today still holds up. Today is the 26-year anniversary. Oh, wow. No and shit. And it still holds up. 20, wow. 26 years old. Wow. Fuck wow. Yeah. Fuck, we're getting old, Chris. <clears throat> I know. That's sad, bro. But no shit. So it's 26 years to the day. 26. I was 11 when that match happened. I was, well, it was 97, right? So I would have been 14. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That sucks. Getting old. What, what would he say? Look at this. Bullshit. Macho versus Ricky. Get the fuck out of here, WrestleMania 3. No, it wasn't. First of all, that was that a great match, match but great what match. Story, what what story were they paying off? Do you remember anything about the build to that match? I actually don't, and I remember that match like brilliantly. But yeah, homeboy, what was the story? Heck, it wasn't even a main event worthy match. And and on top of that, if you listen, if you if you hear interviews from Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, right? That match was so choreographed, right? It's not even funny. That match was laid out move for move all the fucking way through, which is not, I know. don't get me wrong, and, that's cool. And a lot of people, like a lot of But it just does not hold up. To and a lot of traditionalists were fucking mad about it. Like, you hear people talk about that match, and they're like, and they're like, uh, no. Like, that kind of ruined wrestling for a lot of people. Uh, and who are you kidding, homeboy? Who talks about it? I don't hear no one still talking about it other than you. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Like, go back and watch. My, look, if you want to fucking compare the matches, right? There's where was the drama between Macho and Ricky the fucking Dragon Steamboat? You want me to be even more controversial? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is so overrated. There, I said it. Right, I fucking said it. He is. He is great in ring worker. Absolutely one of the best in terms of in the fucking ring as a character. What the fuck is he? A dragon? No. A dragon. And he couldn't like, talk really. anybody into a building. He could not talk nobody. Great fucking worker. Absolutely one of the best of all time in between the fucking ropes. No doubt about it. But overall, he was not a draw. When he was WCW champion, not a draw. Did he ever win the WBF title? No, because you know why? He wouldn't have been a fucking draw. It's plain and simple. Okay? Yeah. He no, heard right. it before the match. Is that is that what you call a build? Really, homeboy? Oh, okay. We're, Get the fuck out of here, bro. Come we're, on. We're done talking about Ricky. Oh. We're, we're talking <laughs> we're done talking about Ricky and Bobby. Um <laughs> I can't believe you said he heard him before the match. Holy shit. Wow. George the Animal Steel versus Macho Man had more of a build than this shit. No. Just saying. Homeboy. Homeboy. Está incorrecto. Está incorrecto. <laughs> Uh, Stick to fucking MMA, bro. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just God. saying. All right, uh, let's move on here. There's a tag team title match: Top Flight versus the Gun Club. Um, yeah. Pretty easy story for them to tell here, as Top Flight are trying to get off the ground and do the crazy, cool, physical stuff, and the guns are just trying to keep them grounded. Um, the Kingdom come out and uh, cause a Brandon. distraction, which allows the guns. To hit the 310 to Yuma, which apparently is the name of their finisher. 
And yeah, yeah we're, I'm informed reliably by the announced team, apparently, that uh, there's problems between the Kingdom and Top Flight over in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, right. And because I have to watch that crap, it's true. I was just going to bring up, that's where that shit's happening. So why is it on Dynamite? Hello? Because nobody's going to watch Ring of Honor unless they have huge tie-ins to the show that's already getting 800,000 people. And they expect you to pay $10 for that shit. Which I will not. And that makes two of us. <laughs> Even though I watch it every week. <laughs> all i can say is i'm glad you and jeff are doing a podcast on that oh bro i'm not kidding no man fucking way i'm podcasting about ring of honor we're both like absolutely regret like doing it. trust me it, it's it is the long you know how they say like you know dynamite's the quickest two hours of wrestling per se this is the longest two hours in wrestling it, it feels longer than a three-hour raw i kid you not bro it's that bad oh that's that's bad that's pretty by it. Um, anyway, yeah, the guns win. FTR come down after the match, and the guns say there's nothing FTR can offer that'll allow them to get a title shot. There's nothing you can offer us. There's nothing you can offer us. I think that uh, Austin Gunn must have said that about 16 times in this promo. There's no. nothing that you can offer <laughs> us. And then they said, how about this? We'll quit if we lose, which is like a pretty standard, like like loser leaves town matches happen all the fucking time who gives a shit um, can i say did, did, didn't they allude to that uh, by saying that they'll break up as a tactic wasn't that the same shit essentially as far as i'm concerned it's the same because who the fuck cares what these guys do as singles competitors no offense to ftr who are both really good wrestlers but i don't want to see them as single stars these guys should stay together yeah, I agree. Uh, it's 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 bizarre, but whatever. I mean, uh, I hated this match, bro. I'm not gonna lie. This this match sort of, uh, I I just wasn't feeling it, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I I don't know. The match was fine. Like I said, it was kind of a standard match. But like, again, like you're trying to get me interested in what's going on in Ring of Honor. Um, and then this thing with FTR, it's just like they're like begging for a title shot it's not hard to get a shot at these fucking titles it's not like they've they've established this like line of contenders who need to be you know dealt with to begin with we just watched top flight get a tag match because they had problems with their luggage in winnipeg <laughs> it's fucking dumb straight up dumb bro like straight up dumb and oh and before we continue chris um We've got a ball breaker that wants to join us, bro. All right. Hey, you know who that is. Hey, puto, if you're not going to talk right now and you're doing your own thing, I'm going to kick you off straight away. No, I am. I'm here. And I Can just you stop working this. at least? I am. I'm going to go to lunch just for you. I'm going to take my lunch just for you so I can tell you guys. I watched a WrestleMania documentary on Peacock, and all they kept gushing was about was the Ricky Dra Rick and the Dragons <laughs> are you clearly, clearly the the powers that be don't want to even want him to say it the internet itself disagrees with you <laughs> oh and the cat look oh, even the cat Ernest Miller's in the background one of the greatest 
<laughs> the internet does not agree, homeboy. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses. First of all, the internet clearly doesn't agree with you because we didn't hear shit what you just said at all. I said, so, I, I heard, I heard what you did. said, homeboy. You, you said, you, <laughs> you said, him off. you said, yeah, you're right, Chris. Like Bret Hart versus Austin <laughs> superior matchup, and I'm sorry for trying to spout my ridiculous nonsense about Ricky Steamboat. Um, and hey, Chris, no worry, homeboy. I still love you. You know, um, Chris you know, Jericho. You can be wrong Chris sometimes. Jericho said he used to do that move, that, that match, move for move, when his buddy. That's what got him into wrestling. With his buddy. That fucking match. Okay? Move for move with his buddy. I'll tell you something. Yeah, when I was growing up, move. more people were doing the sharpshooter on people, right? Growing up. I'm talking about in high school. Good move. Then fucking... Move. Absolutely great move. Then what fucking... The fuck Ricky... even... Okay, seriously. Serious question. No, what the fuck even was Ricky's though. finisher? It was off the top rope, wasn't it? His finisher. Yeah, it was a splash or some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, great move. Real cool. <laughs> real cool. <laughs> oh, what? He, and he used to fucking blow fire. And I remember the the wrestle, wrestling well, challenge or superstars. Yeah, before before the build, you know, when uh, he it got his throat fucking hurt. He wasn't the dragon there. He, he was Ricky the dragon, dragon steamboat steel. No, he wasn't. Not a yes, he fucking Check was. It. No, he was. He Ricky wasn't just Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat. Yes, he later was. on, he became Ricky. He came out as a dragon later on, blowing out fire like a yeah. fucking dork. All right, that was yeah. that was later on in the nineties though. But you know, at that his point, his name is Dick Blood. I think that he should have just went by that. <laughs> is that his shoot name? Richard Blood. Oh. And look at this. Look at the heat we're getting. Look at this. Look at this, homeboy. Cool dynamite take from your guest. That's definitely not Jeff. Oh, definitely not Jeff. Homeboy, whatever the fuck you're doing, you're fucking hey, up our show, bro. Turned into the Terminator, and we need to just get him off of here already. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Thanks, anyway. thanks for coming, homeboy. Thanks for coming, and I uh, I accept your apology, and we'll move on with the knowledge now that Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is the biggest <laughs> matchup of all time. Thank Jesus you. Christ. Anyway, sorry about that. All right, so Mark Sterling is up next. Uh, he says that Taya isn't allowed to use her finisher anymore. My guess is that that's kind of difficult to enforce legally. It's <laughs> pretty jaded. And again, long-term storytelling, right, Chris? Why is Sterling back? I, I don't know. Didn't she seems... fucking kick him out? Yeah, but I mean, that's long-term storytelling, so... Yeah. I mean, seriously, dude. This is dumb. <clears throat> dumb. You know, she says, cut the shit, Renee, which was funny. Uh, Jade, cut the shit, period. All right, girl? Seriously, cut the shit. Cut the, the shit. shit. So you want us to stop showing your matches? <laughs> That's fucking dumb, bro. I... Anyway, continue, please. All right, continuing. We have a, a good, I think, a good comment from the from the comment section here from Chris Winland. Uh, by the out? time yeah, by the time Miro or Andrade's AEW contract come up, will it be too late for them to go back to WWE and make a career for themselves that matters? I have no idea when their uh, contracts are up. Um 
but it largely depends on that. I mean, if Miro, like, Miro could go back to WWE, especially if Vince fucks off or dies. Please, God, <laughs> let one of those two things happen here soon. Never. Um, I just, he can't be immortal, can he? Like, he is going bro. to die eventually, right? I, 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 I don't know, bro, because the more we wish it, the more he's going to stay alive, bro. The longer he will stay. I'm telling you. I, I bro, honestly you now, feel bro. like Vince is like living purely off of like the hatred that everyone else has for him. He's like a fucking <laughs> Sith Lord going, yes, <laughs> give me the hate. Give uh, it to me. Absolutely, bro. Because you'd be like, you're kiss, you're gonna kiss my ass. I mean, seriously. I mean, they're all idiots. The people. Are, I mean, come on. He comes out and everyone's doing this, but everyone yeah. shits on him. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't have it both ways, guys. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it depends largely on when their contracts are up, Chris. Um, now I sound like I'm talking to myself, but I'm not. I'm talking <laughs> to Chris Winlin. Uh, yes. But yeah, man, like it, it largely depends on when their contracts are up. If they're up in the next little bit, I think that Miro could absolutely go back and become a huge star in the WWE. And Andrade, nope. Uh, he can't speak English. and <laughs> No speak English. Look, I get that he speaks a bit of English. Like, I, and like his English is probably pretty comparable to my Spanish. So, like, but <laughs> but the thing is, is like I probably couldn't become a main eventer in AAA. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, oh, wow, I might be able to get a job there. I might like. I'm just saying, like, if I was a wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if well... I was a wrestler with the with the talents of Andrade, I could probably get a job. He can probably get a job with the WWE when his contract is up, but. A star? No. Well, nothing beats the name Ben Deco. That's all I'm going to say. That is a brilliant name, bro. Absolutely brilliant name. Ben Deco. Uh It's better than Van Kingo. Just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. But you know what, Chris? If you, even if you couldn't speak Spanish properly, right? You would still be over because the thing, the difference about overseas, like in Japan, or even in Mexico, but more particularly Mexico, because in Japan, it's better that you do know some Japanese. I mean, because it does get you sort of higher up yeah, on the card. Sure. But in Mexico, I think if you're just a big Western name in professional wrestling, you'll get pushed pretty quick, bro. Even if you can't really speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Andrade wasn't a big a big name in North America and he doesn't speak English. So, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, no is my answer. I don't think that Andrade has a. <clears throat> uh, really? <laughs> First of all, Jeff. All right. Be a little more creative. Yeah. If you, Why Ben Dover? Does that sound Greek? You could have done like Ben Dovis. Right. That's Greek. <laughs> Not Ben Dover. But Dover sounds like Danny Glo- Glover or some shit. Just saying. Yeah, a little more creative, bro. Come on. Like Troy Cox. Only Greeks will understand what I'm saying when I say that. Because Troy in Greek means eat. Cox. Mm. Troy Cox, right? Or Travis Boutsis, which means pulling dick. Just saying. This is fascinating. Um, <laughs> Riveting. But also. All right. So Stokely Hathaway and Hook 
Oh, right, bro, next. he was he was brilliant. I'll, I'll straight up. I liked Stokely Hathaway here. Um, he starts off by saying he's not medically cleared to wrestle, and uh, also he's retiring from wrestling. So he gives the timekeeper <laughs> his uh, his doctor's note, which is just a receipt uh, from a wing spot. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. No, he made the crowd laugh too, bro. He popped him too, man. I mean, come on, the guy is fucking a lot more talented than we realize sometimes, man. This was good. Like this was good. There was a few good sure. things on tonight's episode. This was a good thing. Um, he buggered off, tried to ru- trying to run away. Um, he got he got caught, and uh, and then he eventually hit uh, he hit hook with a little bit of the uh, <laughs> fire extinguisher, and then he looks. He looks dead in the eye of the camera and says, oh, I ain't a best. killer, but don't push me. <laughs> I laughed at that shit, bro. That's Tupac, he says. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was fucking like, funny, bro. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Exactly. Said, Immediately, I went, <laughs> Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs on what <laughs> loaded wise words being quoted. Anyway, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, fucking hey, let's let's go ahead and quote some Tupac. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, anyway, Hook wins with the red rum. And uh, backstage, we get a little quick little thing backstage where Matt Hardy is telling Ethan Page that he has to be the man to avenge Stokely, which um, yeah, I liked this. I thought that this was fun. I thought that this was a funny little use for, um, well, actually for everybody. I kind of felt like every single person involved in this worked, which is something I, I will argue about with the QTV segment that comes up later, which <sighs> I liked, but... Get Will Hobbs the fuck away oh, from that. Right. And you know what? I'll, I'll say this. This is the only thing they're doing when it comes to long-term storytelling, bro. Like, that's actually done properly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, think about it, dude. It's consistent. It's moving forward, I think. Right? I mean, they're, they're doing something good with this. You're right. And everybody played their role to a T. Well, and this segment and this story seems to me... Now, I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm legitimately sorry to TK if I'm wrong about this. But this whole story really, really seems to me like he came to some to some of the guys and said, guys, I don't really have anything for you. What do you want to do? This seems like it's worker-driven. This seems like right. it's guys who know how to get over, know what to do, know some funny things that could that could be interesting and are just like, yeah, let's do this. This will be fun. This will be interesting on the TV. This will get people to laugh or this will get people to have sympathy or whatever, whatever. Like it seems to me like this is the kind of thing where TK just went, yeah, okay, go for it. And right, it's right. one of the better parts of the show, which should tell you like maybe – the answer to how do we make the show better is get TK the fuck away from the writer's room. Yeah, no, I agree 100%, man. For sure. And if it is the rest is doing, which it does feel like that, uh-huh. yeah, get the fuck away. Don't touch the book, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Leave the book alone. Come out. Come out every couple of weeks and have your announcements and remind everybody that you're a cokehead and that you own the company and then just <laughs> go the fuck away. Go just just go watch. Go watch your show that you're paying for that you're so in love with. Just go watch it and you'll love it again. Like you I know, right? What went wrong with this company, bro? Like, TK really, ugh, It was so promising, bro. And then Yeah. It was, they've gone backwards. They've had moments of promise. And they continue to have moments of promise, but 
they can't put it together for any length of time, which is their problem. I've I've said this right. for three years. I'll be consistent. It's inconsistency. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's very inconsistent. And that's sad. It's sad, but it is what it is. Uh, but TK, get the fuck away from it, bro. Please. Abs- Absolutely. Oh, All right. Also, well, I just want to point out one more thing that we haven't mentioned yet. What do you think of the red, white, and blue uh, ropes? And I will say this before you, uh, you, you, know, you give me your answer. Uh, Excalibur made me laugh during the commercial breaks because unlike you, I get to see what's happening during commercial breaks, right? And he said, he gave a shout out to France. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's because he doesn't like the fucking colors, right? But he's like, shout outs to France. If you can see, you know, we're, we're, we're fucking uh, doing... Blanc right, because of the red, white, and blue ropes, man. As fucking, that made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. So, But I liked it. I think it was it's much better off. It's got that old school feel to it. It looks better, in my opinion. I think black ropes are just... A little overdone right now. Yeah, I like it. I like the colors, um, and I like do. I like them doing something a little different than Raw and SmackDown and going with multicolors. Right. Yeah, sure. I think it's good. I think it's a good thing for sure. Like it's a That's little true. thing. It's a. It's a. It's one of those like things where like it's a tiny difference, but and it's not going to make a world of difference to anybody. They're not going to get thirteen thousand more viewers because they have red, white, mm, and blue ropes. No. But. At all. Little things like that can make things just a little bit easier to watch, too. So, yeah, I like it. I definitely like the color change. Me too, man, for sure. All right, next up, uh, the world's least interesting baby face, Adam Cole, uh, uh, comes out to talk about his match next week. And uh, <laughs> I think it's great. They're, they're trying to show someone in the crowd who is a fan of Adam Cole. So they find a guy in the crowd who's wearing an Adam Cole T-shirt, and he's a fat neck beard. And I just thought, that's kind of telling. That's. Does it just me, bro? I know he was getting the Adam Cole chance, whatever. But you know when when he got up on the apron and everyone's supposed to go boom? Did you notice no one did it? Way less. It was no one done it, bro. I could hardly hear it. And I've got a surround sound system, like a great one. Yep. And like with two twelve-inch subwoofers, bro. And I Mm. could not hear shit. Usually it's like boom, you know. I don't want to pretend like nobody. No, people He's chanting along because they are still, but not no. even close to how it was no. when he first showed up. And is it just me, but did he look fucking real skinny, bro? Like frail skinny. Like, did you just notice his arms were like, seriously, I mean, my arms were double the size of his. I'm talking about from this point down. Well, and honestly, like you mentioned about Vikingo. His head looks too oh big for God, his body. Bro. His head. You know what his head reminds me of, dude? Um, you know those like shoot 'em up games, right? Not like a first person shooter, but like sort yeah. of like a space invaders. Yeah. Right? But you get like a head as a boss, like an alien type of head. Mm. And he usually got tentacles sort of, you know, in the also. That's what that head reminded me of. Or do you remember that sperm game, bro, on Sega Dreamcast back in the day called C Men, literally? Yeah. That's what he looked like, dude. One of the seamen. Yeah, a little bit. What are those things called? Pop vinyl heads? That's kind of like uh, yeah, what, like, what like he looks this? like a little bit. You got one? You mean like, like that? That's a two-pack one. Ah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Vikingo right there. He's about that height with that size head. Just saying. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Cole is horrible as a face. Just he's so bad. And like... 
he doesn't connect with the audience properly as a face. He's Bye not day. interesting at all. Nothing he says is cool. Um, and we're going to find out. time with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, we're going to find out who his opponent is. And uh, honestly, Daniel Garcia got X-Pac heat uh, as soon as he showed up. And that's appropriate. Um, he He cut a decent little promo about what he's done for the last nine months. He also... Um, he also does the thing where he goes, I've been the best pro, I mean, sports entertainer, uh, in the world. Oh. And it's like, you haven't been the best at anything, Daniel Garcia. Um, you haven't been the best pro wrestler from Buffalo, uh, <laughs> Daniel Garcia. So he was struggling hard, dude. And that's why he's wearing the sunnies too, bro. Like he's wearing the glasses because, you know, he can't cut a promo for shit. Clearly, he's yeah. fucking nervous. And honestly, bro, he sounds like a fucking New York Puerto Rican. Nothing wrong with that, right? But he sounds dumb when he talks, bro. I, like, I, legitly. I don't know. I just, I I keep hearing the fucking lisp every time he talks. And that, is... and that too. Like, he just needs to shut the fuck up, bro. Straight and up. also, Daniel makes Cole look like a fucking midget. Like... <laughs> Like he's yeah. Daniel Garcia makes you look small. You probably shouldn't be a professional wrestler. You probably shouldn't. No. Hmm. <laughs> so, that, so that's the return match, I guess. Um, oh, that's going to fucking put butts in seats, bro. You know, we had talked like PWC shows. We had talked about like, oh, so who's going to be the opponent and what are they going to do? And maybe it'll be something interesting. Maybe they'll have them do like a, you know, uh, a forbidden door opponent or like something really mm. interesting. So we've got this whole, you know, uh, mystery box thing where we're like, oh, who's it going to be and what are they going to do? I, I don't think you could have, I don't think you could have planned for a less interesting reveal of who the opponent is Jesus. than Daniel fucking Garcia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't care less, bro. I really not- couldn't care less. You know what, what it is too? Chris, you think they're scared to actually put on a decent fucking match? And I'm not talking about Viking or and Kenny, all right? Because that has no implications whatsoever, right? No. I'm talking about two of your own guys. Two of your own. But I think they're just scared because obviously they're putting Garcia against Cole just so Cole can win, right? How dare they put some like a guy that's six foot six against Cole like they do usually? Just saying. Yeah. No, because, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even – it's like you're not even allowed to do anything interesting in terms of booking this show. It's like – it's it's honestly like Tony Khan was looking at the ratings and was like, you know, two years ago I had better ratings. I'm just going to do what I was doing two years ago. Again. Again. Like I'm just going to repeat myself. Um, yep. Anyway. Book, any- Booker of the year, remember, again. Six-time Booker of the Year, even though he's been booking for three. Uh, Anyway, shout-out to Todd Brantley, who will be stoked for this, but (laughs) boo. Everyone else in the world, boo. Boo. And boo to you, Todd. Boo. Um, We we love you, Todd. No, we we love you, Todd. Um, We don't love Daniel Garcia. But that's true. Boo to him again. Boo. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club entered to elated cheers from the crowd because Uh, no one is going to boo Wild Thing. No one. 
So retarded, bro. It's retarded. It's this company is so backward. It's asinine, bro. I, I, I I'm confused. I'm yep. confused, dude. I'm confused. Give Moxley or the Blackpool Combat Club, whatever they're fucking called, the, the older theme. Do you remember when Moxley used to come out to a sort of remix yeah. of the Dean Ambrose song? Yeah. Not only did I have a good rift in that shit, I actually kind of dug it. But since they're heels, use that. You know in WWE how they sort of remix themes when they turn heel? Yeah. Stop being lazy, TK. Put some more money into it and fucking give him some sort of heelish fucking tune, man. Just give him something that you can something. move. I mean, right. they're the back, they're the Blackpool Combat Club. Honestly, why not just like a a jaunty English tune when then they can all <laughs> they can all come like, out with like like he's a man with cummerbunds or something and just be like real <laughs> fucking annoying uh, heels or something. Or if you don't want to do that, yeah, just something generic and rocky that that people aren't going to be so fucking stoked to hear wild thing is always going to get a reaction from a live crowd just like judas just like judas remember when they first started doing the jericho appreciation society i was like this is dumb they're not going to get booed how the fuck is anybody going to boo if they're coming out to judas and you know what's even more hilarious and what's happened they Has Chris boo. Jericho's entrance gotten booed a single fucking time since he's not once, heel? except once, because he used a different song. Do you remember when he came back as Lionheart and he had yep. this cool fucking sort of heavy metal tune? I don't know what yep. it was, Old but it, I liked it. Pro wrestling, yeah, right. It was a fucking great theme. They only used it that once, and then I haven't heard it again since. Just put that song so no one can sing along to fucking to Judas. But maybe it's Jericho's doing for we know Chris. I don't care whose it is. If you're the booker, right. if you're the owner, you say no. Like, no, Chris, we're not doing that right now. We need the people to boo you. No. Yeah, exactly. But especially, you know what really pissed me off, bro? And I'm sure you saw this. I don't know if you went home. But since you were at Dynamite last week in mm. Winnipeg, did you stay back for the, the speech at the end of the show? Yeah. How retarded. I heard it, right? How stupid was having Jericho and Kenny and Callus all together in the ring fucking eating each other's dicks. Yeah, no, like we don't need that. That was an unnecessary thing for the end of that show. It was like, okay, like I've already... And, and that's the thing. It was the second time that we had seen Kenny come out to suck his own dick. It was like, oh, man, no. Kenny oh, Omega no. has some like Bret Hart level self-love. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he hasn't accomplished a half of what Bret Hart has in his in his life either. So it's it's undeserved. It's unearned. No, you're right. I agree 100 um, percent Bret Hart at least, yes, he's the biggest marked hard for himself, right? And that's fine. But it's Bret the Hitman Hart. You know what I mean? Yeah, he main evented WrestleMania like five times. Right. So, and Kenny, look, man, he is one look. Maybe he is the best belt machine right now in terms of in between the ropes. It's Kazuchika Okada, and it pains me to say that because it's me admitting that a Japanese person is really good at Okada is special, bro. Okada like, is. The I don't best care. I don't care what anyone fucking says. He's he's fucking special, dude. In in terms of, <laughs> dude, like I said, like you you hear me every week make fun of the Japanese wrestling. I'm telling you, Kazuchika Okada is the best pro wrestler in the world. 
100, bro. Like, I agree. And I love Tetsuya Naito too, but he's pretty beat up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Dark Order make an entrance. It's going to be a singles match between John Moxley and Stu Grayson. Um, so to start off this match, these two stutter around the ring, clearly didn't know what they were doing. Uh, at one point, um, it looked like Moxley went for a clothesline and Stu yeah. bent over thinking he was about to get kicked <laughs> in the stomach. So no okay, guys. Bro. Um, yeah, maybe Moxley should stop drinking again. Um, <laughs> if he's not a, like drinking, a part of me thinks, uh, he drinks, bro. Yeah. Um, at one point, he uh, he grabbed he grabbed Stu Grayson's arms and he tried to do the Daniel the Brian Danielson uh, oh. stomps, and they just looked like absolute shit. Like, what? What? So, Jimmy, I'm gonna ask you because I honestly, I, I, I'm like, I'm bothered by this question since I asked myself this this week. What exactly is John Moxley good at? Because basically, like. He doesn't look good. His body, his <laughs> body looks soft. He gets blown up within about three minutes. He breathes heavy, like right off the bat. His skin is like a sickly pale of like pinkish red every single week now. <laughs> and he basically does does Brian Danielson's move set, but as if they were being uh, performed by my uncle after about sixteen fucking shots. Like, what is? What is Mox good at? I'm legitimately asking, what's he good at? Well, get this. I'm glad you bring that up because our very own Mr. Dr. Jeff Lippman, right, fully thinks that that Seth Rollins is the third one of the of of the shield. Like the right? third like the third best? Third the the third best one, right? And I'm like, what? He's easily number two. He's way above Moxley in every sense, right? Yeah. Look, man. Who the fuck? They say he's the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? I laugh at that because that's an insult to Steve Austin, yeah? Like, big time. Yeah. I mean, the guy, all he does... I hate to say it, dude. At, at once, when he was in WWE, they they covered up his fucking... His weaknesses pretty good, right? Now that yep. he's got free reign, he's, he, he clearly tells me... And I'm sorry, I'm not a fucking worker, right? But I understand pro wrestling better than he does. And I'm sure you do too, right? Because if you want to just fucking bleed every fucking week, week except for this week, thank God. Heck, even Excaliberto, this was during a commercial, you would have missed this, bro. And it popped me, bro. He even gave shit to Moxley during the commercial saying, do you know how easy it is for Moxley to bleed? You just touch him and he bleeds. And they all started laughing, bro. That was during the commercial break. I kid you not. It sounds and to I'm me like, like maybe what we're hearing during the commercial breaks should be on television. Dude, that's I, I'm not going to lie, right? I, I, I truly mean this. The best shit comes out of their mouths during the commercial breaks, bro. They just give shit to each other. They give shit literally to the show. Like full uncensored, bro. And and that's why a part of me wants, wants me like to, wants you to watch it with me. Because you miss out on a f quite a few things during the commercial break, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Anyway, uh, as, as far as this match goes, uh, Mox wins with an avalanche Death Rider. And then the Dark death Order chased the Combat Club away from ringside because they're so scary 
<laughs> they're chicken shit heels now, huh? So, 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 let me ask you this, Chris. I know TK and AW are going to say it's long-term storytelling, right? But when did Moxie become a full-blown heel? I honestly, this has been such a subtle thing that I don't even understand. Is he like, is he a full-blown heel? And again, part of the reason I don't know is because as soon as his fucking song hits, everyone screams at the top of their lungs. Well, they should change the lyrics instead of wild thing. Can we change it to dumb thing? I'd be down. I'll be down because it's fucking dumb. All right. There's, there's no ifs or buts about it. Moxley. Oh man, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Overrated, bro. Straight up. Does not understand professional wrestling. And sure, he could turn around and say, but you guys aren't fucking workers, man. You don't fucking know shit about fucking. No, fuck you, bro. All right. Who the fuck bleep? Who in their right mind goes to fucking, to, you know, to set up a match and say, yeah, I'm going to blade and I'm going to blade again and I'm going to blade again and fuck it. Next week, I'm going to bleed again. I mean, I don't even care about blood anymore, bro. No, because of like, this guy. That's 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 exactly what happens, right? If you see blood every single week, you don't give a shit when there's blood. There, I mean, come on. John Enright has a really funny comment. He oh, said, "My shit. old thing." Absolutely, <laughs> fucking spot on, bro. That is brilliant. That is so good. That's well tough. done, bro. I mean, and look, he said himself, "Why do people like Moxie? He sucks," and that's what we're saying, John. <laughs> like they were, like, he's fucking overrated, bro. Why? Uh, we, yeah. No, and and also as far said, as the shield, yeah, I know, I seen it. Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> that Chris about Okada. I still can't believe it either. <laughs> um, as far Mal as the thing. shield goes, like there's there's levels to this, right? So Roman is way the fuck up here. I mean, he's oh, hidden a hundred miles above everybody. Okay, absolutely, and then. Seth Rollins is having a nice little career. He's a multiple-time yeah, world champion. Absolutely. I think that he did a good job. Um, honestly, I think that he did a good job as champion. I liked the summer that he was the world champion. Uh, that SummerSlam match against John Cena when he broke his nose was great. Um, I think that happened on Raw, actually, when he broke well, his nose. Well, you know what I'm saying. It was that, it was right, that right. program. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was good. Uh, but, yeah, man, Dean Ambrose... I've never, even when he was in WWE, I always looked at him as world champion and was like, why? Hey, look, I'll dare say at the time, he he was sort of pushed as the guy in the shield. Think about it. Was yeah, he, he not was the, the leader US champion at the time? And the other two right. were, yeah. But even then, that was so confused too, because they still called Ambrose the architect of the shield, which like... The that, architect. Of that, what? Blood? He was... Well... Like if he was the architect, that means he was in charge. Like he built well, it. He kind of was, right? He felt like he was the leader. He was the best talker at one point. But I think now Reigns and Rollins have so overpassed him, like have gone way past him. It's ridiculous, dude. As a matter of fact, this motherfucker was complaining in WWE that, oh man, I was so creatively fucking stifled and shut up, bro. Yeah, there was a reason why Vince was like, damn it, pal. What you're saying is just trash. Yeah. Because it probably was, right? Because so, it was probably trash. And I'll like, you know what? You know what really like convinced me that Dean Ambrose was not as good as he apparently thinks he is? Was after the WrestleMania match with Brock 
and he was talking about how you know oh i i tried to talk to brock about doing stuff and he didn't want to do anything with me you know like uh, you know i said I to him why. like i said to him like why don't we get like a chainsaw and it's like why don't we get a chainsaw what the fuck is wrong a chainsaw with you? a fucking what chainsaw what the fuck are you talking about you fucking maniac fucking like, idiot bro look look what pierce austin says and shout out to pierce man go check out his show shooting the shit with pierce austin great show where he interviews the who's who in professional wrestling but he says dream match fucking ambrose versus moxley bro let's go cunts straight up i mean wow now that would sell a fucking wrestlemania fuck for sure and john enright our very own john enright says people overrate charisma they confuse his charisma with talent and they give him a pass because of his of the alcoholism and you know what john it's not even just the fucking alcohol the guy's a full-blown meth head legit he says it in his book go check that out and you'll see what i'm talking about and pierce says because brock didn't want to bump around the ring for a dude he's a quarter of his size yeah right exactly and remember the steve austin interview for crying out loud awkward and they yep. call him the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin? Really? Yeah, no. Just really? No. Anyway, speaking of John Moxley Good, um, Renee Paquette huh. Moxley Ugh. Good is uh, backstage with Ricky Starks. And uh, Ricky is angry about what's going on with Juice Robinson. And he says, I'm sick of oh, wow. everything with Juice Robinson. And I thought, I couldn't agree more. I'm also sick of everything with Juice Robinson. So I agree. And when did this start? Do you, I, I don't even recall. I mean, again, is this long-term storytelling? I'm confused with, remember when I said when Ricky Starks won that little fucking, was it a tournament? Whatever the fuck it was. I can't even remember. Right. And I go, you know, it's funny. He won for nothing. Cause they will go nowhere with it. That's yep. exactly what's happening. They're doing nothing. They don't know what to do with Starks at they all no idea what to do with no them. idea bro no i no idea so hey i've got an idea fucking rock hard juice robinson bro yeah juice robinson yeah. that guy yeah yeah who you they know, don't juice even was show an interesting character when he was doing the whole like uh uber liberal thing in nxt i thought that was actually pretty uh, cj good. parker yeah yeah i, did, I didn't look man i was a fan of juice even when he first left WB and he was just normal Juice Robinson, not this rock hard fucking idiot. Yeah. Mm. Bullet club, whatever the fuck he is now. This is dumb because first of all, you haven't even built juice at all. Like at all. Like you haven't done shit with juice. He's just juicing out on himself at the moment. I mean, He's why'd you sign the guy? The He's juicing all over Tony Storm, bro. At least you give him that. Right. I mean, fuck. But, I mean, Good come on, man. Good for him, right. But this is ridiculous, bro. I mean, again, he, Starks will win the match, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. That's what's going to happen, bro. Nothing. It's There's just nothing to do with it. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, QTV, I thought was funny this week. Um, they, bo- they basically pointed out a bunch of logical inconsistency, inconsistencies from the last week, like Phoenix's brother not bothering to come help him last Rampage. That was funny. <laughs> they talked about how there was an observer on wrestling who uh, was, was causing problems over who does and doesn't pay for hotels. Um, <laughs> honestly, Christ. that's good stuff. 
if like if what QTV is going to be is them just shitting on wrestling Twitter, I'm here for it. Let's do it. Let's fucking go for it because it's funny. That's yeah, good. Bro, I still don't know who the fuck this Australian chick is. Pierce, man, do you have any idea who the Aussie chick is? I don't know you probably haven't seen it on QTV, and trust me, you know you probably don't want to see it. But do do you have a clue who that blonde bitch is? Because I don't. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of blonde bitches, uh, Tony Storm is up next <laughs> against Sky Blue. Oh, again. Yeah. Like I said, it's. It, well, he says, "What's her name?" That's what I'm asking you, bro, because I have no idea. But she's from Australia, going by her accent. Never heard of her. But Pierce says something good here, man. The thing is about woke culture is it always allows shit workers in the business. And if anyone says they are shit, then cry on social media like, wham, my pussy hurts. It's fucking true. He's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. And if you notice how pathetic a lot of these indie guys are now, I just saw a video of some masked fucking idiot, right? Jump off the ladder. Was meant to go over the ropes, right? But he hit the fucking apron head first. So he does a 450, right? And goes, doink, right on to the apron, head first. Fuck. <laughs> and he goes, ha speaking of blunt bitches, exactly. <laughs> that's what... Anyway. That, that's because I'm a professional. Yeah, um, indeed. Okay, so as far as this match goes, Blue still isn't ready for TV. Um, Her but... ass is, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely not against seeing her for a couple of minutes training every every once in a while it's not bad uh this match though just goes on and on and, and on, on and on like yeah uh, i i'm not gonna lie um I, I was drifting at this point bro yeah um basically like this match goes on so long that by the end of it i like in the back of my mind and this is something that i can i can feel my brain doing this I can't take Tony Storm seriously as a threat because it took her 25 fucking minutes. Like, I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it's like seven minutes or whatever. (laughs) It felt like 25 fucking minutes. It it took her to beat Sky Blue. Sky Blue. And who's the Sky Blue, Blue, bro? Whose name is just a fucking shade. Like, it's literally just (laughs) something marked on fucking crayons. (laughs) Sky Blue, right. I mean, yeah. It's true. Uh, what can you say, bro? Like, what can you fucking say? This is just shit. Straight up shit. And 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 does nothing for the storyline moving forward, bro. And then we had... It's all repeated from the week before. And then we get Riho coming out with her fucking lead pipe. Because that's supposed to scare bitches. And apparently it did. Right? Yeah, I mean... No. And where Super was fucking scary. Brit? Where was Brit Baker and fucking uh, Jamie Hayter? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Britt was uh, making sure she's on TV. <laughs> uh, anyway, the outcasts take out spray paint, but uh, yeah, Rio comes to the ring. Seriously. That's like, taller than the, her. That lead pipe. I'm not kidding. She was waving it around while she was running. And it looked like the lead pipe was like <laughs> too heavy for her. And her body was waving around as she was running. Like, dude, yeah. you're you're like 85 pounds. You're not scary to anyone. What the fuck are they doing? And then also, what she was wearing, do you know what it reminded me of? 
like the little the little like pink tutu thing she was wearing it honestly (laughs) reminded me of you remember that scene in ace ventura pet detective where ace is pretending he's a he's a he's a riri and he's in (laughs) and he's in like the facility he's like playing football in like the tutu (laughs) that's what it reminded me of i was like hey hey, look look, what looks like jim carrey when he was playing pretending to be a riri that was great well her name is riho right riri so i mean (laughs) hey yeah no this is pathetic bro Straight up, because she's supposed to be a threat now with a lead pipe. <laughs> and why is she the only one with a fucking weapon? I don't know. I, so suddenly I she's the leader I, of the others? My guess is that somebody said, my guess is somebody said, look, we're tired of being, we're tired of having people talk shit about how Riho's not scary. Let's at least give her a lead pipe and then she'll look scary. <laughs> Fuck me. If this is Kenny's <laughs> idea, I'm sorry, Kenny. You know I love you, bro. But... You're a fucking idiot. Straight up. Like, if... Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is pathetic, dude. Yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. All right. Main event pathetic. time. And there's plenty of time left in the show <laughs> at this point. There was like a half hour left. So I thought, okay, they're at least going to give this some good uh, some good time. Um, <laughs> good... Uh, good... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Jindama. <laughs> wait till Riho turns into Crowsting. Oh, boy. Ma, no, wait till she turns into the great fucking Riho. That's Get awesome. it? The great Muda? <laughs> the great Riho. That'd the be great, great Riho. Ay, arigato. Arigato, Riho. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to do any more Japanese stuff. I've already Mujisa. said um Iho del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh back to back. Okay, we're gonna run through this match and then we'll talk about it afterwards, and then we'll talk about what happened afterwards. But first of all, let's focus on the match. So back to back topes to start from Vikingo. Uh he obviously brings some impressive moves, right? I mean, this is what we've heard about him. If you haven't seen him work before, that's all you know about Vikingo is that he can do some pretty cool stuff with his body. He does some pretty cool stuff with his body. Dude. For a motherfucking flippy dude, he's done moves I've never seen in my fucking life, bro. I'll, I'll give him that. Yep. Um, I did like, too, that, uh, you know, I, I didn't like that there was a couple of spots where it looked like Kenny was waiting for him. Oh, my um, God, bro. That, that was a pet peeve of mine. And that's not Kenny's fault. That's fucking the Viking fucking, our hijo, our, our Viking or fucking whatever you want to call him's fault. Because he hesitates a lot, bro. I have a counter argument to that. It's actually okay. neither of their faults. It's Why? actually the production's fault. They should be figuring out what camera angle to shoot that from where it doesn't <sighs> look like Kenny's. Literally, they had a they had a, like a almost a close up on Kenny's face while Vikingo was doing like that inverted flip into a Hurricane Rana thing from that the was corner. cool. But yeah, it took way but too long. Kenny's to looking up at him right. like like this, right? Well, don't shoot it from there. Shoot it from the corner. Shoot it from the from the from the from the ground right, right. where you can't really see Kenny corner, properly from the Kenny's back, so that it right. just looks like you know you can barely see that his head's up. Don't show you, me right. a fucking close up of his face while he's looking up at him, going, "Where are you? Come on!" Do I know, literally, the cameraman was in between both of them, looking right up in between them, like which is stupid, right? You're right. But I think even if you went a different direction with the production there, I think you still can't eliminate the fact that Kenny was sitting there like a quail, literally, a quail sitting, waiting for this Viking 
to you know because you can see him he, he gets on the top rope he takes a deep breath before he even does the fucking move bro you could see it right like yeah. clearly and then does it after like it, it was probably three seconds it felt like 10 all right now if production can help with that cool but the fact that he took too long just shows um <laughs> that he's still a rookie in my opinion bro like he that's only green wrestlers do that shit you know what i'm saying right. No, I get it. I actually thought that, like, okay, like, I'm not comparing this to Brett and Austin or anything, but, but I actually thought that um, there was some good things. I liked that um, there was a couple of times where, especially around the ring, um, after a big move, it looked to me, and I could be wrong, or it could just be that Kenny was trying to hit a time spot, but it looked to me that there was a couple of times where Kenny went to grab Vikingo and move him, and Vikingo stopped yeah. and was like, yeah, yeah. And was sort of telling him like, no, you have to hit me and then I'll move. Right. You can't just right. like, I'm not just going to walk around with you around the fucking ring. You have to make it look <laughs> yeah. like you're beating the shit out of me. And that's why you can move me around. I really liked that. I honestly, I saw that and I was like, wow, uh, Vikingo selling like not like, again, I'm not saying he was great. But I've gotten used <laughs> to the you. Phoenix style of of uh, lucha libre, where there's no selling whatsoever. Super kick, no, I'm just gonna jump back up right. and super kick you. That that that's not how this match went. Vikingo did a way him. better job of selling than most of like the AEW spot fest shit that we normally see. Yeah, it's it's strange, dude. Because considering this guy is a luchador guy, and you know Mexico, bro, they don't sell for nothing. You could do. Don't worry about 450s. You motherfuckers are doing 1080s and shit, and they get right back up. But yeah, I'll give credit to Vikingo. And, no, it, and it's telling it. that Vikingo is one of the people out of Mexico who's actually getting a name, and he's one of the guys who sells. They're, yeah, no, it's There's it's a rare, reason bro. why people like wrestlers who know how to sell. Like, you don't want to oversell, otherwise it just makes it look like you're not strong enough to compete. But I really like. I don't think you could. I don't think you could say that this was in any way an oversell job. But I liked no. that he, this. This looked like two guys trying to win a wrestling match. Yeah, there was some. There was some stuff involved. Like you of know, course. but I didn't mind this. To me, this was way less of like the stuff that I usually complain about, where you've got like the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, and nobody's selling anything, and there's just shit everywhere for no fucking reason, and there's furniture everywhere, and it doesn't fucking mean anything. To me, this reminded me of uh, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys in a ladder match. Yeah, there was some furniture. Yeah, there was some big spots. But it didn't look like people were just flat out setting up for what's the next spot. There was a couple of times there was that, like we were talking about, you know, with yeah. that 450 hurricane Kenny and, runner. Yeah, Kenny waiting. Right. And jump on and that, me Again, right, right. There was a couple of instances with that. And that's why I said, uh, if, you pay, if you watch the match really closely, Kenny absolutely was carrying this match big time. And when I say that, because... It takes two to tango, dude. All those hurricane runners and all that shit. I mean, Kenny's the one that's also moving with him. I mean, yep. and, and, and making him look a lot more stronger than what he is, for example, too. I mean, yep. Kenny didn't even do a flip, bro. Kenny didn't do not 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 his uh, you, you can't escape move, not the fucking dive, the tope cedar from, you know, t 
running the ropes and then jumping. He didn't do none of that. But what he fucking yeah. did do was make. He played Elv- the big man. He played yeah, he did. the big he man. He fucking yeah. did, bro. Absolutely yeah. did. And that just shows levels, which impressed me because this is why I say Kenny is the best wrestler in between the ropes because it doesn't matter. He literally has had matches with a friggin' uh, broom and he makes the broom look like a million bucks. Yes, he had a match with a blow-up doll. He still made that blow-up doll look like a million bucks. My point is... But that's wrong. Like that's- I know it's wrong. I agree. But that's not the point. The point is... You can put him against any fucking worker in this business, bro. I promise you, it will not be a bad match. Yeah. Because well, he's that good, dude. In between, again, he just is. Again, it felt to me like he was actually pushing for less selling, which I don't like. Um, well, well, to be fair, when you say less selling, are you talking about in this matchup or just in general? In this matchup. Well, he, look how small the guy is. I mean, Kenny looked like a fucking giant compared to him, bro. True enough, yeah, and I could again. It could just be that Kenny was trying to hit time spots, which I mean, you know, he's a pro. He Absolutely. knows the time spots he needs to hit. Absolutely, not, you know, that's fine. Um, there were some more impressive moves, including a dragon Rana off the apron. That was cool. Holy shit, dude! Uh, a phoenix splash outside, inside, off the middle rope. Which what the fuck oh. was that, bro? Wow! <laughs> like from the inside, outside, reverse four fifty as well into a hurricane. Dude, that was crazy. That was nuts. I, I was flabbergasted. I'm not going to lie. I love the way the match started too. He was just 100 miles an hour from the start. Like just, it was crazy, bro. And and every crazy. move and every move seemed to be designed to win the match. You notice after Absolutely. all of these moves, Vikingo's going for a pin. Like it wasn't yeah. just, I'm, I look at the cool flip I can do. Now look at the other cool flip I can do. Now look at the other cool flip I can do. It was that yeah, there was a lot of flipping. Yeah, it was a little bit uh of course. a little bit a little bit Cirque du Soleil, I guess. But But when you sell move, though, yeah. it's okay. When That's you sell when you sell and when you're trying to win a match with the moves, I can appreciate it. Absolutely. That's the difference before anyone hates on us for saying yeah. that because I know there'll be our listeners out there saying, but you guys always give shit about the flippy guys and now you're appraising it. It's a bit It's the difference between the WCW cruiserweight division and every single fucking week with the Young Bucks. Okay, the Young Bucks do do the matches and they're just doing the moves so that the moves look cool. They don't even try to go for pins afterwards. They just do a bunch of flippy choreographed stuff. When you used to watch Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis, yeah, there was some pretty impressive athletic stuff, but Absolutely. they were trying to win the match at all times. It seemed like these guys were trying to go for a pin, which again, like I'm not saying this match was fucking was wonderful or anything like that. I don't think it, it needs to be, you know, remembered or it's one of the top 10 greatest. I'm not saying that <laughs> it was a good match. And I mean, frankly everybody else is right about the fact that like it's a good match but what the fuck does it mean because it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing no but that's the problem but this was a good match and they deserve fuck credit yeah. for having a really good wrestling match absolutely and and for everyone that doesn't know this is their second time they've wrestled so the last time they wrestled was in 2021 i think as a matter of fact and that was a great match but this was a showcase match that that's all it was just an exhibition 
and cool. But again, like you said, where's it leading to? Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, cool, you know I mean? but who cares? Right. Um, frankly. Um, okay, now that's 630 springboard inside, outside, through the table. Holy fuck, man. That's... That blew that my mind, bro. Awesome. That is super cool. Hey, I'm going to say it now, right? <clears throat> I thought I've seen everything in professional wrestling until I saw this Al Higo, Al Vikingo pull off just. I don't know how the fuck he does it, bro. Like, I really don't. I, I, it's crazy, man. I mean, I wouldn't even dare to try shit like that. I don't no, think and, even the Bucks would. No, and listen. Here's the here's here's the difference between this guy and the Bucks, okay? And this is why I'm giving him praise and why I give the Bucks shit. If the Bucks hit that move, they'd hit it and then they would immediately pop up and play to the crowd. Look at what and I just super did. It's so cool. That. Right. Uh Vikingo hit that fucking move and then they both stayed on the ground for over 30 seconds. Absolutely. That's how you're supposed to react. For sure, man. I agree, and that's why we're praising the match. And just like Jinder said, right? Um, he says here, "Good match, not a dream match." One hundred percent, absolutely agree with that. No, because it was what is a dream match in professional right. wrestling anymore. Like, uh, okay, well, Rock, Daniel Rock Brian Danielson. Uh, oh yeah, that's a dream match. Or when Danielson fought fucking Omega the first time. Yes. You know, in New York, that was a dream match. Like, yep. no doubt. Because it was like WWE. Yep, uh, absolutely appropriate. Versus yep. AEW at the time, right? So, but other than those in AEW, this is not a fucking dream match. Especially no. when um, it's happened before. If they did uh, Brian Danielson versus Okada on American TV, dream match. Sure. You can call it that. Oh, shit. For me, that's definitely a dream match. You know what I mean? But it's a mark match. It's a mark Todd match, no doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But like, but, um, but yeah, there I'd are matches that. that you can actually call a dream match. And then there's just like, well, this is going to be a really good match, so watch it. And that maybe should have been how they sold it. it was like, this is going to be a really good match. Like, Do you, you know think what I mean? And it I should have been on Rampage? They did a video package. No, they should have been on, on Dynamite. But okay, the video right. package that they played tonight before the match, they should have played last week. Right, I agree. But then again, did we... Wait, were they advertising this match last week on Dynamite? I can't remember. It was right after the show that they were that they were. That's what I'm saying. It. That They just sort of, you know, came up on us out of nowhere. Yeah. Right, well, um, one-winged angel for the win. Uh, and honestly, I don't have a problem. That's how it should have ended. No, yeah. not fucking a near fall. You know what I mean? That was the, the ending. That's it. It's yeah. done. And you know what? All the near finishes weren't offensive in this match because it was spaced out. It wasn't big move, one, two, oh, and then another big move, one, two, oh, and then another again. It was spaced out, dude. It was done like how it should have been done. Yep. And I can't remember if it was after the, I I can't remember if it was after the Phoenix splash or if it was that ridiculous Hurricane Rana in the middle, off the top. (laughs) The reverse Hurricane Rana, the 450 reverse Hurricane Rana. What the fuck was that? I don't know which one it was, but after one of them, there was a near fall that was so close that I looked at the ref. Yeah, it was that. It was exactly that. (laughs) It was that. And I think. Three? No. Yeah, no. That was like literally like two two eights and then kick out. Like yeah. literally, and it was well, it was well played. I'll give him both. I I gave him a clap for that. On top of that, 
if I remember right, and it should have been that close because that move looked fucking stiff, bro. Like it looked like for a moment Kenny's neck was fucked up the way he landed, right? Yeah. And you can see the ref was like, "Oh shit, are you alright?" Like blah blah blah. And you can see Kenny's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine, I'm fine." But that's what a near fall should have been after a move like that. Because exactly. it was like this close, man. And it looked brutal, that move. Yep. So, I mean, again, like for me, this was one of the better matches that I've seen. like In a long time. Since, it's honestly one of the better matches I've seen since the beginning of the show. Like since the beginning right. of Dynamite. It's it, it might be in my top, I don't know, 20 of matches that I've seen. Uh, on Dynamite history. Yeah, in the last three years. I mean, there have been better matches, and they're like, and not many, though. Not many. Think about it. I think. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, this right, was, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, think of, there's been hundreds and hundreds of matches in the last Fuck. three years. This is right. in my top 20, maybe my top 15. I dare really, say top really 10. Really good match. I'd have to, I'd have to like really think about top 10 or whatever, but really solid professional wrestling match. Yes, there was some stuff involved. No, it wasn't perfect. No, this isn't changing professional wrestling or anything. No. Um, but as far as like a one-off, like show me some, like show me a really cool match. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, it surpassed my expectation. Put it that way. Good, good. It definitely did mine too because I just thought, okay, we're gonna get another match where Phoenix and Kenny basically wrestle. No, he's better than Phoenix, bro. Let's be real. I he's a significantly better professional wrestler. He understands psychology at a level that Phoenix has never even approached understanding. And I bet you, Chris, this guy can't even speak a lick of English, even though Phoenix can. Yeah, well, sometimes Phoenix has no clue, bro. The ability to tell a compelling story with your body is more important than what you can say. Um, oh, and you know what else was cool that you would have missed because it was during the commercial break? Mm. The way Kenny pulled back on his hair, bro. Like he grabbed, I'm telling you, that fucking cornrows, bro, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He grabbed that motherfucker and I mean yanked it back. Like and- I mean yanked it back and that was during the commercial. I liked that that was a bit of a story in the match too, because they did sort of tell that story a little bit where like, I think right at the beginning when Kenny first took over, he kind of grabbed the guy by his hair and he like sort of shook him off his hair, like get off my hair kind of thing. And that becoming like a deeper part of the story, like it's not like, you can't tell a whole fucking story around somebody's hair. No, Sorry, Wardlow, but like, (laughs) but like, that being like a little story within the story, that's really good pro wrestling. Like not just that, there was a clear heel and baby face here. Kenny was playing the heel in this match, clearly. Yeah. You know Which doesn't saying? work for the story moving no, forward, but it really no worked story. for the match. Right, absolutely. Right. But it really absolutely. worked for the match. Like this was a this really was a really good match. Um, and heels don't do big fucking moves generally, and that's exactly what Kenny didn't do. He didn't do none of his trademark flippy shit at all mm-hmm. at all right right well and another thing like um sorry jinda mahal has a comment here that i actually oh. think is is worth looking at um and he's right you know he says don't want to burst your bubble but lil beaver that's what he's calling vilkingo uh <laughs> vikingo uh did the same shit in gcw a couple of weeks ago so if you hardcore and seen it before aew then it's underwhelming that's a right. good point 
if you've and, seen his, if you've seen him do these stuff, do all this shit before, then this match doesn't mean anything to you. And that's no. honestly one of the reasons why, like, some of what happens in AEW, I get so tired of it. I don't want to see another Young Bucks match because I've seen every fucking Young Bucks match. It's the same right. match every single time, right? Uh, Puck, Phoenix, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, okay, it's impressive, but I've seen it. I don't care. So if you've seen this guy wrestle before and maybe that's a good reason to just say all right yes he was great he had a good match let's not sign him and maybe we can bring him back in six months to have another cool match that's just a match you know and like i said before jinda like i was pointing out i don't know if you were listening during that time but i said this is not the first time they've faced each other before right right they faced off for the triple a mega championship in triple a back in 2021 so it's not even their first matchup so I totally understand where you're coming from, and I totally agree with you, man, because it's true. Yeah, well, and okay, so let's let's uh, let, let's let's finish up here because I actually think that they should have just went off the air with this. I think it would have been a more satisfying finish. Uh, this is where it turned to shit now, bro. Yeah, just stupid. Uh, Tony comes down to interview Kenny. Uh, uh, Kenny starts talking again like he's Jesus because that's the only way t- Kenny knows how to talk. Uh, <laughs> and the Blackpool Combat Club attack him. I thought, thank god um and then there's ambulance noises and i thought oh, scott uh, steiner uh, <laughs> but no it wasn't scott steiner no it was fucking that butterfly boy himself bro yeah it was it was the other kind of big papa pump you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, big papa pump all right yeah Just saying. papa pump uh adam <laughs> page uh, he comes out to save kenny uh, which he does, and then Callus pretends to have been attacked by by uh, Paige, so that there can be some drama. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is what it reminded me of, bro. I'm sorry. Really stupid drama to end the show, and it seems like they're just coming full circle from the whole like elite thing before. So from like fine, three years ago, <laughs> fine, I guess, but not interesting to me. They should have just went off the air after the match, personally. I agree. They didn't need to. Do- it was unnecessary, dude completely unnecessary and the fact that Don Callis like played up on the fucking bullshit is Benny Hill shit bro straight up like straight up oh, Benny Hill sure. shit yeah like, like falling and over Kenny, touched my hand and then Kenny overselling it like oh, what, what, what's he on the floor for look really you Kenny really are you gonna make yourself look that stupid bro yeah, come on it man it's pretty fucking dumb that's like, pretty really dumb. dumb. So, that- yeah. Anyway, that's so that's so that's the show. That's uh, that's dynamite for this week. There's a couple of things that I really liked. I really I, I thought the QTV was good. I, like, okay, that's not perfect. Uh, Hobbs doesn't belong with that group at all. But just QTV as itself, I thought it was funny. I thought that's great. And if that's what they're gonna do, if they're there to just shit on wrestling Twitter, I'm like, great. Let's fucking do that every week. Fantastic. <laughs> But I feel like this is all done to shit on fuck. Hello? Good wall day more said than anything. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh maybe. I don't know if it's if it's all focused on word low. Oh, you're like... muted there. Say that again, because I couldn't hear you. No, yeah, you were muted. You're you're the one screwing up. Don't don't blame me for this shit. Um <laughs> I'm not muted. What the fuck? Um all right. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I don't know. Like I just uh there, there were some good things about this show, like I said, but you know, all in all, I'm gonna give this episode of Dynamite like a 
like a B, like a solid B. It wasn't like it wasn't great, but it had a really good main event that I liked a lot. Um, there was way more selling and way more psychology in it than I expected to see. Um, there were some really cool moves um, that I haven't seen before, so that was interesting and fun. And uh, yeah, there was a couple other segments on this show that were decent. And most of everything else was just dog shit. Um, oh, also, greatest opening in a, in a professional wrestling uh, show ever. Just uh, the Young Bucks have been injured and they're not going to be on the show. Great. You, know, you, can, but you can start Raw next week with that and I'll tune in. I've got one issue with that, though. Do you remember where Don tells Kenny, it's better, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that, that they've been taken away from, from the arena? And Kenny's like, why? Yeah. Less distractions. Right, you don't have to think about it. But if they if they're your best friends, right, that's a dumb answer because technically you'd be thinking about it, wouldn't you? Not so it still would be a distraction. So I don't know why he would mention that, but whatever, it's AEW. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that they're doing subtle little hints to have Don Don Fallis uh, turn turn. Uh, oh, I've, I've said this last week. I was saying that except I thought he was going to join. Uh, Jericho's fucking um, the Appreciation Society. But uh, Jinder says something interesting. Don Callis is replacing Regal for BCC and add Takeshita to it against Elite. I don't know about B, but why BCC? Like, see, for me, it would make more sense if he was to join Jazz because of the history with him and Jericho. And plus, they're both obnoxious. It would just be a better fit. I don't know if it would fit if you would fit the bcc to be fair i does the bcc fit the bcc right now (laughs) (laughs) first of all they should just be called the cc bro you're gonna tell me that fucking superhuman fits the bcc like (laughs) oh him as a heel is just fucking revolting dude (laughs) especially with that damn voice but again, that's AW. Can we just get that motherfucker away from the CCs from now on and yeah. replace him like with someone decent? Uh, yeah. Like, seriously. For sure. And they should be the DCC, the Davos Combat Club. <laughs> the Davos Combat Club. Fucking hell. That's one big club, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the Davos crew. Yeah, whatever the fuck they are. Can we call them the fucking the bloody combat club? Uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is they shouldn't even be called a combat club. They shouldn't even be any club. Yeah. Yeah. They should just be the shit cunts for, you know. The shit cunts. That sounds good to me. What about the wild things? (laughs) The wild things. It's better than fucking the Blackpool combat club, bro. (laughs) It's better than referencing <laughs> some city in England that none of them are from. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, uh, that, that's why I'm thinking there must be the dumbest fucking idiots on the planet because why hasn't anyone pointed out, can we just be called the fucking combat club? That's it. Like, why the Blackpool part? Yeah. And just, again, name them the Davos Combat Club because I... That would be funny. I'll, I'll, I just I'll give him that. that. The, well, what the, about the Bilderberg Combat Club? Same shit, though. The DSC, the Davos Super Colliders. <laughs> the Davos Super Colliders. So, oh, Jesus Christ, man. And what would be their finisher? The Super Collider Tron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, 
well, no, what would you call it? Um, or the big swing would be the collider, though. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, you could call that the collider itself. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that their I think that their finisher would be like the Moloch toss or something. Just like <laughs> really reference the the Satanism stuff. It's great. Oh my god. Seriously, oh man, they're clowns, bro. At this point, I couldn't care less about the the big kitty club, whatever the fuck they are, the Davos combat chumps. I don't know, man. They they fucking suck all of them. Uh, Costagnoli can go and eat cannolis for all I care, and fucking uh, Moxley, he's always on his rags, bro. Yeah, clearly. Cesaro is doing a really good job of proving <laughs> why he wasn't pushed. <laughs> Again, AEW know how to show everybody's weaknesses week in, week out. That's their specialty. Whereas WWE know how to hide weaknesses. Key. It's crazy. It's like literally insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, give me a g- give me your uh, your letter grade for this. Honestly, AEW, Jimmy. C plus, bro. See, because going through all of it, yeah, the the main event was brilliant, right? But I don't know if I liked many things on the show, man, to be fair. Like, oh, okay. The Stokely, for me, the Stokely Hathaway, uh, Hathaway match with with um, Hook, I yep. loved, not because of Hook, though. No, Only because, because of Stokely. Stokely. Right, yep. that's the only reason why, right? And, and him doing the Park versus... It was just fucking funny. And then him looking at the camera saying, that, that's Tupac. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that popped me, bro. That that was fucking brilliant. He was just a star in this match, even though he lost. And the main event, honestly, everything else to me was just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's right, how it well, felt for me. No, that's good, man. That's good. You know, it's good that we have uh, slightly differing opinions, and you know, on what was good and what wasn't. But, hey, you know, that's the show. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Where the fuck can the people find you, brother? Well, you can find me right here on the PWC Network. And if you want to subscribe to us, you can at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you find all our shows. Also, please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get to hear myself, Chris, Jeff, Big Ray Hernandez, The Vet, Bin Hameen, Stevie Richards, you name it. They're all there at Channel Attitude, even Al Snow. At channelattitude.com, with five bucks, you get to hear and watch all of us over there at channelattitude.com. Also at hamimidigroup.popping.com, where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's Garden of Dooms on there, including on the PWC Network. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects. And if you want to follow us, you also can at the PWC Network. And that's about it, Chris. Right on, brother. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can find me on Facebook, on our Facebook group um, for the PWC. And, oh, nice. uh, yeah, just all around great places where you can where you can listen to great audio format podcasts. Um, this week, I'm actually on the Garden of Doom. I'll become the first six-time, 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 six-time guest of the Garden of Doom. Um, we're going to be talking about the lost city of Atlantis. I can't um, wait for that, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah. I'm eager to know what you, what your 
sort of theory is about Atlantis. I can't wait, to be honest. Well, you've got to tune in to find out. So, uh, so yeah, we're doing that. So that's that's pretty much what I've got going on. That's what you've got going on. So for Jimmy T, I've been Chris Ams. You've been a wonderful audience. Thank you so much for listening and your comments. Uh, yeah, have a good week. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Hopefully for another dream match. <laughs> Olay. <laughs> I love how you're riding with that. Holla. Peace.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.